right, welcome back to episode number eight of the Physical Athletics Podcast. Adrian Bradis here, along with Armando Aguilar, Director of Strength and Conditioning here at Physical Athletics. Armando, thanks for coming back. Wait, I should say, I'm, I'm excited to be back. Hey, we're back in the building. Physical <laughs> Athletics out here at Joe Battle. Another one. <laughs> and we're joined by our man, Joshua Silvas. He's, he's getting ready to compete in the World Championship, the Arnold World Championships, out in Columbus, Ohio, in March of next year. El Paso's own Josh Silvas. Let me give a quick background to him. Graduated from Kenyatio High School, played football all of his high school career, ended up at UTEP playing a couple of two seasons for the minors as a starting offensive lineman uh, through his senior year. No, I was not a starting. I was okay. Behind, okay, I was an offensive uh, lineman. No, all right, that all was right. Behind wheels, so I got to give him that credit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I also played at NIMI before I played at. UTEP. That's right, New, New Mexico, Mexico Military, uh, Military yeah. Institute. Yeah. And now you're here. Yeah. Special teams, I did start, but not behind wheel. I gotta give him that credit. And uh, and one last thing, a good friend of mine. So I'm so excited to, to conversate with you today in a professional setting. Uh, tell, uh, also hear about your great story, Josh. And man, it's been too long, man. We need to do this more often. You let me know whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, catch us up. Tell us. Okay, you are competing in the World Strongman Competition uh, that's happening next year. Give us the rundown. Give us what's been happening in your life uh, up to this point and how you got involved uh, in competing with stuff like this. So I have to give a credit to my coach, Scott Warman. So after football, uh, I played it for 15 years. I didn't know what to do with my life. So I actually hit a little depression. But I knew my coach, Scott Warman, since my senior year. Uh, I, I used to train with somebody named Coach Wegner. I went back to the gym to go talk to him. But a mutual friend of mine said, if you want to go with the best, you got to be with the best. So it introduced me to Scott Warman. And when I met him, I just fell in love with him. We started working together. I started getting really strong. I started to play football at NIMI. From NIMI, I went to UTEP. I graduated UTEP. Uh, I hit my little depression, didn't know what to do. So then he started like, hey, you're going to waste your talents. Like, let's start training. I was like, well, that's fine, but let's do something. So we started doing powerlifting. I did extremely well in powerlifting. I hadn't, it wasn't fun for me, though. Um, then I got my knee surgery. And then... From there, I had to, uh, and from there, I said after from there, uh, he started to rehab me. So then powerlifting wasn't as fun for me. It wasn't, it wasn't empowering, let's put it that way. So then he always said, you know what, you're going to be a good strongman, you're going to be a good strongman. I didn't care for strongman. I didn't even know what it was. I knew what it was, but I was like, man, that's cool, it's whatever. But I was a part of my life where I didn't have direction. So <clears throat> I uh, started, he started training me. He said, hey, we found a comp here in El Paso. Let's do it. I said, okay, cool. So I started the first, I started training for it, then I went out to a gym on the east side, West Texas Dungeon, and it was the hardest workout I've ever did. Man, was it hard. But from that moment, I knew, like, this is what I want to do. So I was strong. I couldn't pick up a 220-pound stone, and I can pick up 700 pounds off the ground at the time. So it's just like, why is this so hard? So at that time, um, it just challenged me mentally, it challenged me physically, and it challenged me emotionally. Everything. It brought, exposed everything about me and it made me dig in deep. So I won that competition. I didn't do as good as I wanted to. I was very inexperienced, so I, I didn't do good because of my lack of it. From there, I got invited to nationals. Um, that was in Columbus, Ohio. Fresh off the gate? Yeah, so five minutes, five months, I'm sorry. Five months later, I got invited. Uh, I competed in my first nationals, June 6th, to be honest. And from there, I didn't, I was maybe a month out. I met somebody that's a coach in Silver City, which is my coach now. And I told him, like, I'm nervous. I don't think I can do this. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. 
And he says, you know what? You know, you need more experience, but if you want, um, just cancel it. I was like, well, well, we'll just teach you more when you come over here. And I was like, no, 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 I trained way too hard. I started getting some sponsorships, and I got third place in that competition. So, and that was just like, I gave, I didn't know what I was doing. It's just do whatever you can do. I won the first event off the bat. Um, then from there, I was just, I wasn't the last, I wasn't the first, but I was in the middle of the pack and eventually gained enough points to get third in my division. So that was cool. Um, I was happy that I got a third place trophy. Oh my gosh, I didn't do it. But then when I talked to my coach, he was like, you can do better, you can do much more. So for, I was, I was in love with life for that moment. Once I talked to him for that hour, it just brought me down. So it's just like, ugh, it angered me. I was like, oh, I wanna do better than I wanna win. It's like the guy that beat me, he, he won fair and square, but I didn't think he was great. So I was like, okay, cool. Then we found another competition in Phoenix, uh, the Europa, and I was ready for that one too. I was excited. When was that? That was in August. But at that time, my body was already getting tired, but mentally I was like, come on, you gotta keep going, keep going. And I got second place in that one. I, was, I lost by like a point or two. From that one, if I would have won that one, I would have gotten my Arnold invite. But I lost to like a simple, I was winning everything, I made a mistake, I dropped the yoke, and you would only have the two drops, and I, I dropped the two drops. I didn't put it correctly, I didn't sit correctly, I took off before I should have, so I dropped it. So it was just more errors again that helped me back, so I got second place, but it was a really good competition. Everybody there was there, that was a different federation, so it was a lot more people that were stronger, they were faster, and they were more experienced. I went against guys that had that for five, six, seven years, and I hadn't even had a year yet. But I loved it. But I, man, that drive back home, it killed me. Ugh. I wanted to cry. I was embarrassed. Nobody looked at me. And from there, I got my invite to another Nationals, which was Strongman Corp. So this is my fourth competition in eight months, no, 10 months. So my body was already breaking down, but I was like, the momentum's there, the momentum's there. So I was training and I was about to peak. And from that competition is when the, the same time Hurricane Dorian came and we're supposed to compete in Florida. So it set us back like two or three weeks. And if you're an athlete, at least a strength athlete, you know the importance of peaking. So you built your whole system around peaking. And I peaked. So I had to like come back. And at that time, my mind wasn't there just because I knew like, oh, everything hurts. My body hurts. I'm already running out of gas. So then finally, they got it moved to the mid-October. And it was at Quad Cities, Iowa. And I went by myself in that competition. And I went in confident like, man, I'm going to do good. I've been doing so this and doing that. Nope, I got 11th in the country. And that was the lowest I've ever got. And I zeroed my first event. And it was more mental than it was physical. And from there, that put me in like, it hurt. Uh, interesting enough, there was a girl that was fighting with me. But my mindset was like, no, she knows I'm a loser. I'm a loser. The whole flight back, it was miserable because I thought everybody knew I was a loser. Got to El Paso, I was like, oh, I'm a loser. My parents tried to um, tell me, it's okay, it's your first one, or your first year, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, like, there's no way. So that week, I was very negative, I hated it, but then I was very resilient enough, like, there's no way. There's no way that the people that beat me are better than me. They have a lot more experience, and temporarily, they are stronger than me. But I wasn't mentally ready for that. So it wasn't until this year that just changed everything. I flipped the switch, I, I dig deep when it comes to my mental strength and it just everything's blossoming up for me even this competition that i did i got fourth yes but nobody was stronger than me in that comp and for that last event everybody knew me more than the guy that won i probably had more respect than he did and it pissed me off that i'm the strongest guy in that comp and i still didn't win 
messed up again. Like, just a little inexperience. So it drives me it drives me crazy and it makes me want to work harder. So with this competition, no stone will be left unturned. So Man, what a start. What a start wow. right there, Josh. <laughs> so okay, I've got so many follow-ups on that. But first off, let's paint the picture for the audience because they're listening to this, they're not watching this. What are your measures? What's you know your measures? What's your measures? Like height, weight, everything? I'm 6'4. Um, when I was, I used to be 485, but now I got down to 455. So I'm a little extremely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm an extremely large man. I eat a lot. I train a lot. So uh, I carry a lot of people. When I go to every competition, like, how much do you weigh? And wow, 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 there's no way. And people think that because I weigh that much, that I'm slow, that I can't move, and I don't, I don't, I'm not conditioned. But then when they see me move, like, all right, we're going to have to watch out for that guy. So now I'm trying to, I want to lose about another 20 pounds and maintain my, well, get stronger, obviously, but be faster. Because if I can be faster, I have the strength and have the speed and nobody should beat me now. Wow. Okay. What about, um, all right, let's peel this back a little bit more. Uh, take us through a daily day in your life. What does a day in your life look right now as you're trying to prepare for world championships in March? We're, we're months away from that, but what's well, the day in the life like? It varies because I have, the day that I'm training is different than the day that I'm not training. I wake up around 7 every morning, take my dogs out. Um, I like to sit outside and just let the soak, the, the sun uh, hit me and soak it in. Then I eat breakfast, probably eat like around 12 eggs with a some other type of protein. Yeah. Um, either whole grain cereal or something with brown rice, I have to have my carbs. Uh, from there, I, I shower, I get ready, I go to the gym, I tell everybody, hey, it's a good day to get strong. Uh, I get to the gym around 9. I don't probably start working out until 9.30, 9.45 because I like to talk to everybody, see how everybody's doing. And then from there, I got to go run, I got to go run, I got to go do my jump ropes. My favorite part about training is warming up. So that's what I call getting the engine hot. So I put my headphones on, I like to listen to motivational stuff, not necessarily like you can do it, no, just about life. Um, I like to listen to Les Brown, I like to listen to Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn. Uh, just listen, I don't talk to anybody, I take my time, I probably take an hour about to warm up. And then from there, the engine's hot. So I have put all my gear and it's like, it's time to go. My workouts can last from anywhere to four to five hours. So <clears throat> usually in the middle of the workout, I'll have a protein shake and by the end of my workout, I have another meal. Then hours later, I have another meal. So I need to definitely have all that food because it's, it's so draining, my gosh. I won't leave, even though, like, so if I start at 10, my workout won't finish around 3.30, maybe four, depending on how long I take to eat my meals. And then from there, I train other people as well. I don't leave the gym around 6.30 till 7. Go home, eat, get off my back, lay down. Um, my back's usually throbbing, so I like to lay down. Play with the dogs and then start all over. And then that's the day that I do train. The days that I don't train, like today, is I gotta go back to the gym, I go, I warm up, I condition. So today I had to do, um, I run around, I do all the jump ropes, heavy jump rope, five pound jump rope, light jump rope, uh, tire flips. It's like a 600 pound tire, do the tire flips, pick up a 300 pound sandbag, run back and forth, do jumps. So then from there, I uh, shower, go get my massage. I get a massage twice a week. And he fixes my body, which I need. Uh, Abraham from Warrior Therapeutics, he does an amazing job. Uh, I tell him what's going on, he gets me ready for the next day or from the previous day. Then after that, I have a life coach, and then I go talk to her, go tell her about what I want in life, and she helps me put all the pieces together. And then from there, I'm usually done. My day is over like around five. So I go home, chill, get ready for the next day, eat dinner. 
And that's what I do every day, except for Sunday. Sunday's church and just relax. So. What, are your, what are your top lifts right now? I mean, of course, with, with powerlifting, let me backtrack. So as, as a strength coach, the, my two, of course, I watch sports, you know, from football and basketball and all that stuff. But I, the two sports that I keep up with the most, one, Olympic weightlifting, and then two, strongman competitions. I mean, I have the utmost respect for especially the, the, the elite level athletes being able to see what the human body is capable of doing. And you just know that it took several weeks, several blocks of training all the way up until that one competition. If you peak too early or peak, peak late, then that might be it. That might be the competition and you, and you touched on, on it. Uh, but I have the utmost respect because the amount of weight that you're lifting, any, just a slight modification, especially with the amount of weight that you're lifting, a wrong move, a wrong step, and that could be it. I mean, your knee, you're, you're talking about carrying the yoke, it could be your knee, it could be your ankle, it could be your lower back. What injuries have you, so far, have you gotten any, any yes. injuries? What, what, what's... Well, the worst one was when I was powerlifting, my last year, my kneecap shifted. Oh, so I had to get okay. a surgery, uh, a lateral, I already forgot what it's called. So I couldn't do anything. I was about... Was my, that during the lift? Or? Yeah, it was when I was squatting. Okay. Not during a competition, but during... I just did a, like a, a small strongman comp before Bliss. Okay. Then I was com also competing for a powerlifting meet mm -hmm. that December, and it happened in November. Um, I was squatting, what, 740 for a triple, and my knee was bothering me. My team band was too tight, but I, have, I wore knee wraps. Yeah. Uh, the tighter I put them, the easier. It, the, I, the pain the, just went away. Mm -hmm. So I put it as tight as I could, and I did it. Once I took it up, I couldn't bend my knee no more. Okay. So that happened. I got my surgery on February 14th that next year, which is probably 2018. And then I rehabbed all that. That was one. I uh, tore my pec. I pulled my biceps. Um, my shoulders are usually, like, always beaten up. Uh, also... What else? And just no, no big injuries, no life uh, right, right, right. injuries. I've been very fortunate with that. Very good, blessed. good, good. And you know, one of the things with with uh, with this sport, you know, I, you have guys like uh, Half Thor, you have guys like Eddie Hall and Brian Shaw, uh, the newest guy who just won from um, Alexei Novikov. Yes, him. And you know, longevity is what you're trying to go for in, in this sport. And and take me through. You know, because I've done some research as far as as far as the training, but it's a very different type of training that you have to do for strongman competitions because you have to make sure that your squat, your deadlift, and your bench, your overhead presses, your numbers are there. But that also has to transfer into the endurance and the stamina of being able to, to move those weights. How do you how do you uh, structure your program so that one you're performing your best, but also you're recovering because the amount of weights that you're lifting and then of course going into the strongman uh, movements are very, very taxing on your, on your body. So take me somewhat through how you split it up, you know, throughout the week, Monday through Saturday. So when it, when it comes does that, to, does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, there, so I, I train two, two, I have basically two different workout routines because uh -huh. I have two different coaches. So when it comes to Scott, I do strictly strength with him. Okay. He is the mastermind. He is the, the brain maniac mm -hmm. that he can load my stuff. So week one is way different than I do in week 12. Mm -hmm. So week one, it's all light, light, light. And I slowly, slowly start building. And at the same time, I do strongman stuff. So I do strongman stuff on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So when I'm far away, I never lift too much weight. What makes me different than a lot of people 
is that they think training heavy all the time will make you strong, and it's the opposite. Can you please say that again? Training heavy all the time will not make you strong. <laughs> all right. Some of the athletes have put yeah. Thank you. delete on this podcast right now. <laughs> so it's it's you got to build. You got to get your 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 body right. You got to get your CNS ready for it. Absolutely. And it, if you again, if you peak too soon, or if your body can't recover, or you just did an 800 deadlift today, and then you're gonna do an 800 squat on Saturday, and you're gonna pick up a yoke, and for 900 pounds, you're gonna kill your body. So there's there's a specific way in doing it. So you got to start off light. Slowly, gradually, your body at 50 pounds, at 20 pounds, whatever you want, but gradually build it, and that's how you protect your body. That's how your body gets used to everything. Same thing with my strongman workouts. I never start off heavy. I start slowly adding up, adding up, adding up. But in the last month, I won't do as much stuff, but I'll still lift heavy weights. So at that time, your body's gonna hurt no matter what. You just put your body through, what, 12 weeks of hardcore training without missing a day, you don't miss workouts. Mm-hmm you're gonna hurt no matter what. But that's when your mind steps in. So strongman is obviously physical, that's what you guys see, but it's really more mental for the athlete that's actually there. Because you, it's, it's just, everything hurts. You don't, it's not like powerlifting where you just pick it up. One it's rep, not, you're done. Yeah, it's not like bodybuilding where you do light, light, light weight, and like, oh, you do a thousand reps, nobody cares about that. But you're a strongman, you're the alpha athlete. You gotta pick up the weight, you gotta run with the weight, you gotta drop the weight, pick it off the floor, you gotta throw it overhead. Mm-hmm. You gotta do it all. So you gotta suck it up. Mm-hmm. And the only and I'm not, I don't mean that to come off very cocky, but it's just that you're you're training for something. You wanna be the best at something, you wanna make your body grow, it's gonna hurt. The only way mm-hmm. you're gonna make it grow is if you put it through pain. Mm-hmm. So you gotta stress it out. So you gotta embrace that. My what I do so I don't get hurt is I get the engine hot, meaning I take an hour to warm up. I warm up everything. Mm -hmm. Because of my knee injury, it changed my life. Mm -hmm. I never want to get injured again. So I'm going to take the time. My coach, when I go to Silver City, he gets upset because I warm up for too long. But I'm I'm not going to risk. You know your body. Yeah. And I'm not going to risk, you know, oh, like, let me just jump into this right away and take the next 10 weeks out because I wanted to hurry up. No. Mm -hmm. I need to take care of my body. If I take care of my body, it'll take care of me and we'll do great things together. And you've you've PR'd so far on from what I've seen on, on your videos on, on your deadlift and your squat, correct? I've never PR'd. You haven't you haven't PR'd? I've never on... PR'd. I did eight eighty two in this past competition. Mm-hmm. My mindset was for nine eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I would have pulled nine eighteen. But I strongly believe that that's not my PR. Mm-hmm. Push come to shove the next one, nine eighteen. So let's just say if you did nine eighteen then we would go to nine forty. Mm-hmm. I would have to do that too. I would not lose. But the way that my body's structured, by the way Scott made my body, um, helped me design my body, put it that way, and the genetics that God gave me, I would have lifted it. I don't have, people are very surprised well, with my, I have really strong shoulders, what's your max? It's like, I, never, I don't have a max, but I did 405, and I did 405 with ease. So if you don't have to um, stress your body that way, don't. But if you have to, like I had to pull A82, it was very easy for me, I would do it. But I don't like to, say that this is my max because it's kind of like a limited belief i'm not gonna i don't believe in that wasn't that a quote that uh jordan said that uh no no that kobe said i'm, I'm never what was was it uh was it kobe i just remember someone saying that i i i never i was never my best because i was always trying to be better yeah. I agree. that's it's probably him knowing him knowing kobe <laughs> so, i don't like sitting telling myself like oh I can only do this because mm-hmm. you already set yourself up for failure right then and there. I don't like that. You know, you, uh, b- before we started, you know, we, we were talking about how, you know, you, you, you don't want it to get to your head as far as, you know, the success you've had and, 
and I'm sure you're gonna keep having success. But I remember when I was when I was at UTEP and and I saw you training, right? You're you're only weighing. I say only, but you. I think <laughs> I, I weighed you at your lightest during the summer, about 390. Yeah, it was 390, 400. Three, was. 390, 400. I think coming back from the winter break, you're always maybe four, five, four, ten. Mm-hmm. And and when I looked at you, I I thought, why isn't this guy competing in strongman competition? I mean, I, I I just took one look at you and why isn't this guy competing in strongman competition? Now, of course, if football was your you know the the sport that you wanted to play or or perform at the time, but I just I saw, I looked at you and, and I and I saw just some of the athletes that have been champions in strongman competitions and I just, I I, I do have to say that I, I do expect you to get up to that level. And I say that in, in, in the most honest and respectful way because I think you, you do have what it takes to get there. So. You know, with football, I was different. I love football. I was, football was a love of my life. But because of football, I learned so much. I learned hard work. I learned like, to push through it. So it was probably like a building block for me that I didn't even know. That's what God put in front of me. I was grateful for football. I loved it. I wish I had the mental strength that I did now because that was probably what set me apart from everybody. Um, but I needed that. And it, it, because of football, the athleticism, being an old line guy, I have quick feet, is why I do extremely well here in Stratman. So I probably needed to go through football to get to where I'm at right now. I needed to go to football. I needed to go to powerlifting. And now I'm at Stratman. Oh my gosh! I'm, <laughs> this is this is great. Just being your kinesiology major. I right? was gonna be in kinesiology, but since I was a transfer, I had to change my degree to continue to play football on multidisciplinary studies. Okay. So both of you guys very similar backgrounds, just coming from that, uh, you know, that mentality. Um, Silvis, when we talk about things like Silvis, we're just good friends. That's that's always this how it is. Yeah, Silvis catching that's, up uh, right here. I like Silvis. Hey, I prefer Silvis. <laughs> Um, when we're talking about the the mental side of things, I think this is so important because young athletes are dealing with a lot right now, especially when you throw the pandemic in the mix. Um, let, let's first touch on the pandemic now that we cross that route. What, what, how has it changed your day-to-day experience? Um, how have your uh, mentors or coaches adapted to it and kind of made it so? So everybody um, has their own opinion when it comes to the COVID. I call it the COVID. I don't call it the COVID. I don't like limited beliefs, okay? So if the only thing that affected me is they shut stuff down. That's the only thing that doesn't affect me. But if you're gonna tell me that there's a COVID-19 that's gonna stop me from my path, I will not allow that to happen. So I think of the COVID as, it's a distraction. Is it there? Absolutely. Are people getting sick? Absolutely. Are people dying? Absolutely. But I'm driven and I have a path and if I sit at home and if I don't do anything, imagine the rest of the people that are not, that are, that are training and still t- going hard, I'm gonna set myself back. So for the COVID-19, it doesn't get in my way. It does get in the way if they shut down the gym. But if they shut down the gym, doesn't mean they're gonna shut down my training. Nobody can stop me from training at my house. So I'll take the implements there, I can pick up stones or stuff. Did you have to do that? Yes, we had to shut us down. So I just had to, I have, I've been very fortunate enough where people have sponsored me to get equipment. I can take that home, I'm allowed to get the weights and I train from there. I can't, I will not let something stop me. Because my goal is too big, and I can I'm only, I'm only getting older by the second. So I gotta take advantage of it. So I can't let me stop. I can't let that stop me. Have there been points where you have been affected by just everything around our world, where it's kind of mentally worn on you? And there are, and I, I just want some kind of advice for some of the athletes who might be listening, or, or people who have been who are listening to this, who might be in kind of a mental roadblock right now because of everything going on so around the world. I have a very strong mentality. Ignorance is bliss for me. 
So I understand that this is happening, but I'm in my own life. I'm in my own world. If I don't live it, I'm somebody else gonna live it for me. So if you have a path, you can't stop from going doing it. I heard um, one of my videos that I listened to one time. There were they, some master. I don't know. Let's just say he's gonna take two people to go hunt, right? And they they look in the forest and they say, "What do you see?" One guy says, "You know, I see the wind. I see the leaves moving." I see that there's another animal over there, out, oh, but I see my target too. The other guy says, I just see my target. That's the type of mentality that you should have. For me, I see strongman, I see being a world champion. That's all I see. There's gonna be distraction, absolutely. But that's my main focus. So I can't let, I can't, for example, I can't let me get into an accident. I can't let somebody getting sick. Let's just say my mom gets sick. Oh, it's gonna hurt me. So I'm gonna break down. My mom passes, that's gonna be horrific. But that can't stop me. I can probably do so much more glorifying my mother by continuing moving forward than stopping and just being there. Wow. You have to keep, you, you, if you're here for a reason, I think we're all here for a reason. We all have our own paths. If that's your path, why stop it? God gave you this gift, might as well exhaust your genetic potential. You're maving your mental potential. It's just, life is too short. And I think people live in a fear or being a content that, man, there's so much more on the other side. Give it all you got. So don't worry about the little things. Because the little things are always going to be there. Distractions are always going to be there. Whether you're 10 years old, you're 20 years old, or you're 35 years old. It's always going to be there. But your goal, your time, you, your time in this life, it's not guaranteed. So you've got to take advantage of it when you can. That's, that's, that's very good. I, <laughs> I, 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 I love that. Have you, uh, have you gotten the chance, the opportunity to meet some, some of the... Uh, guys that have made it to the World's Strongest Man competition. Uh, yeah, some of the guys that competed in, in uh, this, the, in my Strongman Corp Nationals last year, the one I did, got 11th in, mm -hmm. one of the guys competed uh, this past year. So I've been kind of, uh, now that I've been doing the Strongman Corp Nationals, I've been getting to meet more people. Mm -hmm. Because of that deadlift that I did, I got so many fans because of it. Yeah. And some of the pros have reached out to me, hey man, you did really good. Or, Congratulations on it this. Was nine, what, what did you say it was? It was 882. 882, okay. 400 kilos. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then, you know, three days later, I had over 600 more followers. I've had people like, oh, congratulations. I got a sponsor for some mouthpiece. So that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. A lot of people, I think what changed me more is that there was a lot of people that came up to me and like, man, what you did was amazing. So when we, more people told me, it was like, I'll remember this moment how my lift impacted, impacted, excuse me, impacted them. They're gonna live with that. Meaning like, man, I saw this guy do this. Maybe that same person can say, I can do this too. Whether it's whether reading a book, whether it's being a teacher, whether being a doctor, or being a strongman. Because they saw somebody else do something that they didn't think they could, maybe they can. So that's what changed me after the comp. I was more grateful for that moment when people came up to me, hey, can I take a picture with you? I can't wait to see what you do in the future. That was more beautiful than Doing the actual lift, that was cool. Are you wow. aiming for that 500 kilo deadlift? I'm aiming for a 1300 pound deadlift. Nice. So I, uh, I want to be the so the greatest, the strongest man that's ever lived is Sajuna Savickas. Yes, sir. Um, I want to surpass him. That's my goal. So my first he, goal. He kept going for a very. He's still very, training right now. Yeah. He's still yeah. probably strong on some of the world's strongest man guys right now. That guy's incredible. Wow. I, I tip my hat off to him, but I want to surpass him. So. My first goal in life is to lift the world 
and that's being the world's strongest man. The trophy is them lifting the world. My tattoo that I didn't even know, I didn't even think about Strama when I got it, but is the man lifting the world. And I've always had a fascination with that. And now it's just interesting how it all put together to being the world's strongest man. And after I lift the world, I want to move the world. And I want to be a motivational speaker. That's what my ultimate gift is, I feel, God willing. So we'll see. And you're from El Paso. You're an El Paso kid. Yeah, I with you. It's incredible, yes, man. It's incredible that somebody could do this from here in El Paso. It just shows that that you know this is this is such a special city, and there's so many things that young athletes and people could do here locally. That if they really put their mind to it, they can really accomplish it. Well, I mean, if you're from Anthony, you're from Torneo, you're from anywhere, even in the west side, east side of El Paso, anybody can do anything. Yeah, the only difference is that you got to commit to it. You can do whatever you want. There is no, they say the sky is the limit. I think the sky is the minimum. There's people up in the moon that walked. It's like, so why are they going to stop here? They like, keep going. So whether, wherever you are, if in the country, or if you're on the other side of the world, you can do whatever you want. Just do it. What, what is your favorite? So with, with strongman competitions, there's, there's, a, there's a, few, a few events that always remain the same, right? The, the Atlas Stones. There's always tosses. a pressing movement, there's Yo, always a pulling Right, movement. right, right. But here and there, especially for the Arnold, they change change it up, do a Hercules hold perhaps. Uh, what is your favorite? What is your, your not only your favorite, but what's, which one are you the best at or that you have the most fun doing? Um, You're like, I'm looking forward to this one event. So by my mentality, again, I can't say that. I'm not good at another, I'm bad at the other. I can't say that. I'm good at all of them. Even if I'm not, I have to find a way to make myself good. Which one's fun? Um, I enjoy max lifts. Okay. Because then there's not many people stronger than me the way that I train. So that deadlift, it just, man, for that six seconds that I was holding that, I even yelled. I that's not even me, and I yelled. Ooh, that was You incredible. held it at the top? Yeah, I held it at the top. I yelled. Just, and it was just, it was strong. incredible. And it was just, I didn't even, I didn't plan that. So even, I did five events. Four to the five, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. So your unconscious, your subconscious takes over. And that's, that's where you, your best. Mm -hmm. If you're conscious and you're aware, like, oh, I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you're going to slow down. So when you're unconscious and your body takes over, so at that moment, it wasn't until going to that deadlift, it wasn't until I put the weight down, I still didn't know what happened. It wasn't until a guy came up to me wanted to take a picture, like, and everybody came up to me and was like, oh, wow, what happened? And it wasn't until I watched the to video. Catch no, I was like, not the catching my breath, but like, I, I felt like I was in a high. I was like, what just happened? I, I don't remember what happened, but it wasn't until I saw the video. I was like, whoa, like, man, that's cool. I would have loved to be in the audience on that one. So max attempts are my favorite because there's a high probability that I'll win. Mm -hmm. Stones is always fun, but I enjoy doing all the strong. Mm -hmm. uh, sandbags are the tough ones. Those are the ones where like, man, you better, <laughs> you better get your mind right because <laughs> it's going to compress you so much or you can't get a deep breath you're gonna just feel that lactic acid that burn so that one's more mental um uh the farm the yoke the yoke is fun the farmers carries fun strongman's just fun man all the events are cool it's cool to see that what average people think you can do and show and show them that you can do it and you do it fast you do it strong you do it explosive that's that's beautiful You've That's touched awesome. on it here and there, but can you walk us through the business side of this and the sponsorship side and how and how that process goes? Because I'm sure it gets messy. It's uh, that's not my forte, but I do have a really good friend of mine. He is basically my manager. He can take care of that stuff for me. I should be more educated, and I'm not. When it comes to the business, I don't really know much. 
But I trust him, and eventually I'll learn myself that when it comes to the sponsorship, when it comes to like, hey, I want to sponsor you for this, I want to sponsor you for that, but I also want you to do this return, I have to seek help from the outside because I'm not very educated. I have a lawyer friend that can help me when it comes to a contract. I was going to get a contract for X amount of money per month, but later on in life, they're going to take away, uh, what, make like 200% more than what they initially gave me. So it's very, um, people want to take advantage because you have nothing and they want to take it all when you've got something. So I'm very fortunate to surround myself with a village of people that I can trust and that can help me make better decisions when it comes to my finances, when it comes to getting better sponsorships, what do they want to return, and not to spread myself too thin. What are some of the sponsorships you have right now? Uh, I don't really talk about my sponsorships. Okay, okay, no worries. We don't have to I just have, di- like I have doctors, I have lawyers. Okay, cool. I have uh, really good friends that just like here. Nice, uh, like, here's okay. for food here's for an airplane ticket to up there got it okay that i I was just curious whether it was like you know sponsorship over there you're getting kind of like this contract deal with that with them like you were talking about with the mouth guard but i got you on yeah that one's still in the works so i was they saw they're actually at the competition they saw me they hey can i get your email or your number and i will be working with them soon nice awesome what uh, what are some of the uh, what are some of the next few months looking like for you? I know you know the roadmap. You see the Tony Strongman, and that's it. That's it. Right, right, right. Uh, that's but, all I want to do in my life. Um, I will. I will train. Obviously, I'll make time for my okay. family. But I'll like. I'm gonna commit myself to this. When does it get the most intense? Is that February Twelve period? weeks out. Twelve weeks out. December twelfth, I believe, is twelve weeks out. Oh, so we that's when everything gets. You don't. There's no such thing as a cheat meal. There's no such thing as a missed workout or a missed rep. It, you, the training is what everybody cares about, but it's not the training that's gonna get you there. It's that mental prep. So you gotta journal, you gotta do the life coach stuff. You gotta expose your weaknesses, your flaws. Why, for example, if you get intimidated by the weight, if, if I was in, for the deadlift competition, this past one, everybody was saying, and I heard them, oh, um, it's a stiff bar. I, can, I don't know how much I can do in a stiff bar, but if it was a flexible bar, oh, I could do so much more. Oh, it's the last event. Man, on a good day, I could do this much. I for sure can do 81 on a good day. But that's all excuses. You're telling, you're rationalizing for yourself. So for me, I told myself, this is my, a little trick that I have. The heavier the weight, the easier it is. So I always tell myself that. There's not a day that I train that I don't tell myself that. And it, and it works. So when I did 81, man, I, that should have been my opener. I should have been a warm-up for me. But it's because of the mentality that I have is what drives me and what makes me different than most people. They look at, they, at that, every competition that I've gone to, national wise, nobody's my friend. Everybody's friends, everybody's hanging out, hey man, blah, 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 blah. And everybody just gives me the look. The whole time, I had a guy walk up to me and he growled, ugh. And man, I thought that was like, you're dumb. I cannot believe you just did that. And it wasn't until after the competition where I went up to him and told him, hey man, you did a good job where he took that uh, out and he's like, man, he opened up and man, you did such a good job, blah, 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 blah. Was but, it a much older guy? Or I mean, I'm, I'm sure he had more, he's probably older than I am and has more experience than I am. He's, I, he, he's one of the guys that won. Um, but it's just kind of crazy that people have to do that to make themselves feel like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like you also have to, you know, with you starting, it's almost like you have to prove yourself in this sport as you're as you're going up in the ranks because you're not you're competing right now in the u.s but this competition is in the world it's in the world i mean so you're you're competing against guys from europe russia just everywhere so 
but they see a young guy coming in and and going up in the ranks. You know, they maybe they feel like this guy has to. You know. yeah. Well, definitely. If when I got my 11th place last year in nationals, some guy came up to me and he says, "Man, you you're not as strong as you look." Ooh, that hurt. Oh, that that hurt. That was deep down. I still I still hurt me to this day. So I didn't get the respect that I wanted to in that competition. And that's, I did a USS one, it's when I got third. Mm -hmm. The Strongman Corp is a more competitive one. Um, nobody cared. Nobody, nah, he's not gonna do anything, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of hurt, that hurt me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm gonna do something with this. So it wasn't until this competition, I was like, whoa. It's like, where did this guy come from? It's like, he is not the same athlete from this year. That guy that told me the exact same comment, man, bro, I don't, I, what happened to you? I was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm taking it more serious. And now I have more experience. I was like, my mindset is a lot more different. That's the big difference in my more mindset. So having that, that's, now people know that I am somebody to look out for, but the athletes, they're the ones that know like, hey man, this is a guy that to beat. We're gonna be careful with this guy. So, and that's cool. But I don't, again, how I talked to you guys earlier, I can't focus on that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes, if I worry about, oh man, if I'm going to compete against somebody from Poland, from Ukraine, anybody, I, or even in here in America, I'm going to take away energy and focus from myself, worrying about somebody else, when I can put it in, just focus on myself. So I can't worry about what's going on over here, there's a party, there's a tension over there. I can't worry about that stuff. Let me just walk my fine line. And that's what will help me. And God willing, I will win March 5th, 6th, 7th. I believe it. Gosh, so Liz, you're, you're awesome, man. As we wind things down, man, and, uh, and you know, you, you uh, get ready for that 12-week period. It's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you kind of, how do you, how do you mentally prepare for that 12-week that period? Like right now, like where is your mental state right now? Well, I'm training just as hard as I'm going to train in the 12 weeks out. The 12 weeks out, it's just, it's like go time. That's all it is. It's just yeah. that switch, like, oh, I'm 12 weeks out now. So it's just more at nighttime, I'll definitely journal more, I'll definitely meditate more, and I'll visualize you 10 times as hard as I'm doing right now. I'll see myself holding the flag, victory on the podium. I see myself walking up to each event and winning. So it's just, you gotta manifest that and you bring all that energy into that one fine line. So you don't worry about, oh man, Thanksgiving, oh man, Christmas. You don't worry about, oh, the new year, what am I gonna wear, what am I gonna do? No, you don't worry about those things. Now it's just all about the comp. So even though it's 101, I told you 101 days out, it's gonna fly by. So you gotta, you gotta take advantage because you need everything to work. You need any advantage you can get to get to where you want. Advice for any athlete out there right now. Just some, some general advice that you'd give them that, hey, I've done this for, for my life. You could do whatever you set your goals are in your life. I think it varies for every different person. Everybody has like a different complex. Everybody has a different um, insecurity. But whatever it is, if it's your weakness, make it your strength. Don't, if somebody tells you, man, you can't bench 300 pounds, you can show them that you can. Any, we're all fertile soil. You have fertile soil, you have fertile soil, I have fertile soil. We can make it grow into whatever we want. So who's to say that we can't lift 300 pounds, lift 600 pounds, be the starting, um, quarterback when you're a sophomore, being the all-star in basketball when you're a freshman, who's to say you can't do that? Everybody's society wants to put you in limited beliefs. You could only do this. You could only do that. Take a step back from that and don't let anybody take that power away from you. We all have power. Everybody has power. Take advantage of it. Don't let anything or anyone get in your way. 
regardless of the situation, regardless of the COVID, regardless of, you know, oh, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Oh, I just lost my starting position. It's up to you to prove it to this world. God's not going to do anything you can't do for yourself. So do everything that you can for yourself. Because who's going to do it for you? Who's going to put on your socks? Who's going to put on your underwear, your clothes? No one. Who's going to lift the weight for you? Nobody. You can't do the work. You can't expect the greatness or the glory without sacrificing something. Just go out and do it. Whatever you want, go out and do it. Nobody should tell you that you can't do it. That's all I got to say. That's a champion's boys. mentality right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Silvas, wrapping us up. Episode 8 of the Physical Athletics Podcast. Since you're here today, can't wait to talk to you in late March when you're the world champion or when you're the champion of the, of the strongman competition. I can't wait to do I'm it. I'm excited about that too. And you got to come back and visit us, okay? You got to be a reoccurring guest. You guys let me know whenever you guys want. This was fun. But I not tw- not a 12-week period. <laughs> you can a 12-week period as long as I get my stuff done. Yeah. That's all. That my, that's priority. That's got to be your that's number priority. one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it again, all your time, Josh, and uh, We'll, we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, you let me know. Nice. Have, thank you for having me on your show. It was a pleasure, it. Josh. You're, you're, I, I haven't seen you in years, but it was great having you, and you're just such an amazing athlete. You really are. That. And an even more amazing person. So thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you to all the listeners, too, for talking to you. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people follow uh, you? Instagram. Uh, Silva68, I believe, is still my Instagram. Josh Silva's on Facebook. That's usually where I post all my stuff. So if anybody wants to follow my journey, that's where they watch it. Awesome. Well, we look forward to watching your, your journey as well, and we look forward to having you back on the show. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Awesome. All right, well, that'll wrap us up for episode number eight of the Physical Athletics Podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Send us your feedback as well. And for Armando Aguilar, I'm Adrian Brada saying so long, and thanks for listening.